Welcome to the Unrestricted Podcast. My name is Emily. And my name is Han, and our mission is to spend 15 minutes each week discussing your eating disorder recovery-related questions. Thank you so much for being here, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Unrestricted Podcast. Today, Han and myself will be answering the question, why do I feel more hungry after eating? Now, I want to dive straight in on this one and address the fact that when you are in recovery, you are recovering from a period of deprivation, of restriction, when you are in a low energy availability state, What is very, very normal when you are then doing the recovery action and giving your body the nourishment that it so desperately needs again is that both in a chronic manner and in a more acute way, your body can you can experience your body saying, oh, my goodness, there's food available. Right. Well, in that case, I'm really hungry. And where you who was actively engaging in restriction may have experienced your body eventually just stopping talking to you just going into that conveyor belt mode where your body just goes through a kind of numbness. It just doesn't bother saying I'm hungry that often because why would it? Because it doesn't get listened to. When you start recovering, what can very much happen is that actually your body totally sensibly and very protectively responds by going, oh, amazing, food is available, here is my hunger. And this can happen both chronically and acutely. And what I mean by that is this can happen that when you first go into recovery, you can notice that you become much more food centric than you were before, which often is counter to what we expect it to be. You know, I know myself, I thought that when I went into recovery and I started doing all the eating, actually what was going to happen was that I was going to suddenly have more brain space for everything else and all the other things in life. But that wasn't true. Actually, what happened is for a period of time, actually, I was more food centric than before. So that's that chronic level. And then in an acute way, what this can very much mean is that you can sit down to a meal and you may feel full, you may feel neutral, but actually on eating it or once finished it, you experience more hunger. And again, this is that reactive response of the body who has experienced food scarcity saying, oh, food's available. Well, in that case, here is my hunger. This is what I need. Yeah, absolutely spot on. I think it's often the case that when we present the opportunity and that possibility of more food, the brain recognizing that it's it's not actually a waste to be sending uh, cues to eat mm. further and eat more because there is obviously evidence that you're in an area of, of food abundance. And I think a point that I do want to bring up here, just uh, as you were speaking there that I thought was relevant, is that I think there would have been a time in my recovery where I would have seen the the title or the question of this podcast and thought that it maybe wasn't really relevant to me because whenever I ate, um, I felt quite physically full after eating. And I think there was a real difference between uh, the physical fullness that I felt, but often what felt like this can of worms of mental hunger being opened up mm. which I didn't correlate to then being um, such a important cue to, to act on so I guess the thing that I want to say here is uh, to anyone who really doesn't 
um, have this experience of feeling more physical sensations of of hunger appealing uh, appearing after um, starting to eat, really try and check in on what's happening mentally. When you have finished your plate, is your mind then buzzing around different options of different foods, even if tummy wise you're feeling quite full and satiated is there something going on inside your head which is indicative of needing more food so I really want to kind of voice how in the absence of physical hunger it may be that you notice yourself unlocking a new realm of mental hunger that needs to be honored uh, after after eating that food so forget the stomach rumbles and any um, physical signs having to be there and really, really pick up on the mental cues that might be there to eat more upon eating uh, your first plate of food. Yeah. Oh, it's such an important point that you've made there because I think it's often something that gets overlooked a lot in recovery, and that is the validity of mental hunger. And that actually it's not that physical hunger is the superior hunger and mental hunger is this kind of fringe thing on the side. No, physical and mental hunger they are both hunger. They are both equally valid and they both need to be honoured with equal action and attention. When I was speaking there about that chronic and that acute response, it actually makes total sense that your body that has experienced that low energy availability and is in that energy deprived state would prioritize sending mental cues because it's far less energy demanding to send mental cues than to send those physical cues. And it's also a far more effective way to keep you centered on the thing that is most important. If it keeps your brain focused on food, then it's keeping everything in that direction. And I think that's something that's really important to recognize. You know, whenever we're talking about hunger in recovery, whether that's extreme hunger, whether it's just sort of normal recovery, elevated hunger, whether it's this, that kind of hunger that can come on, that um, post-eating hunger, whatever it is, we have to make space for the reality that a large, potentially um, great proportion of that, maybe all of it is going to be in that mental form. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And for me, and I, I try and voice this as often as possible, the mental hunger was, I think, uh, what took me to that place uh, of, of full recovery without honouring it wholly. I simply wouldn't have got there. Just relying on physical hunger is is absolutely uh, not the way forward. And I think just furthering this conversation, if there is um, some restriction still going on, it is very, very kind of obvious that there would there would be hunger after eating. So let's say just simply you underportioned or you didn't eat what you really wanted or you filled your plate with high volume foods which didn't contain much energy or a whole host of other reasons that you might genuinely just uh, feel hungry after um, eating that don't really require uh, analysis. But I think The main thing that we need to recognize here is that you as someone who has entered recovery, if you are finding yourself doing everything right, but still feeling hungry after eating, it is simply because you are healing from restriction and you are in the process of repaying energy debt. And the trust that you have to have that your body is doing the right thing is something I really, really want to bring attention Mm. to because we always go back to this idea of trust. And it's one of those things that I think when you are in recovery, you have to 
almost hope is true irrespective of feeling a wholehearted sense of belief of it so I really really want to bring attention to the fact that even if you don't feel that it's reasonable for this vat of hunger to have opened up be that mental or physical after eating until you've fully repaid that deficit it is appropriate to be there absolutely and the only way out of it is amendment of that really deep and um, kind of chronic as you say the deficit which has which has built up over the time that you've been restricting yeah definitely gosh I was just just nodding along so much there I feel like it's really important that we make space for exactly what you've just said the need to be trusting the body and the need to recognize that it's not the hunger that is the problem it's the judgment that you are placing on that hunger and that may be coming from internalized beliefs around that hunger it could be coming from eating disorder mindset fear mindset fear of weight could be coming from all sorts of different places but we have to recognize that hunger is an innocent message from your body saying i need something that's what it is. And that actually what we need to do is we need to step back and we need to make space for the fact that that's the reality and then lean into the honoring of that wholeheartedly. Yeah, definitely. I think the next point that I wanted to come to just briefly is kind of what to do in the presence of, of this hunger after eating. And I think the reason why I wanted to mention this is because uh, I got to the point where I kind of recognized um, the hunger was present after eating that there, there was this real, um, real knowledge of what was happening. But then almost my my insight of what to do next uh, fell short or 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 to be honest, it was just blocked by fear. And I think so many of the diet culture influence suggestions, uh, all of the things which I, I don't need to relate to you now, but kind of waiting a certain while and 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 of the of the like mm. were really um pre pressed as the appropriate way forward just kind of dip and dive around the most direct action which was to eat a whole lot more and i think the reason why i think this is so important is it's so tempting to slightly honor your hunger when when maybe you've had a big meal and you think okay I'll just have that little bit more but what I really really want to bring to your attention today is it's not just going to be a little bit more that your body is after here it's probably going to be well definitely going to be more than your eating sort of judges is okay but also maybe more than you think anybody can possibly consume in a, in a certain amount of time I know that was certainly the the case for me and I think you really have to open up your perspective of how much deficit there is to repay but also lose a lot of that judgment of what is appropriate or inappropriate for you to be doing even if you've already had what you perceive to be enough food from your first course yeah absolutely and I think something I'd like to bring here which was something I really had to recognize in my own recovery journey is that this is not the time to be tickling your hunger now what I mean by that is say you've just eaten whatever it is that you've eaten and you recognize, you identify, I'm not hungry. I'm not satisfied, sorry, I'm still hungry. And so then, then that starts that mental gymnastics, that mental thing of you and you've recognized your core self has said, I am not satisfied, I'm still hungry. And that you knows that what you need to go and do in that moment is to go and eat. You need to go and honor that. There is eating disorder present though. And it begins making its onslaught of suggestions about what that should be and what it could be and what it might be and how much it would be and what's going to be happening later and what's already happened in the day. And what's really important here 
is that what you don't do is go and tickle your hunger. And what I mean by that is that you get up and you go and you pour yourself a teeny little bowl of cereal or you go and you open a pack of biscuits and you have a biscuit and then you put the packet away and you come and you, you eat the biscuit and you go and maybe you go back and you get seconds, but you go and you get a little portion of seconds and you come back. And, and the reason why this is so, the reason why I learned that this was so not the thing to do is because like you've just said there, Han, when your body is having this response, it's because of this energy deprived state. And that is something that is there. And it's the thing that your body needs lots of energy to repay. That is not something that is going to be solved by a biscuit or another little bit of pasta. And actually, I found that by tickling my hunger in that way. So, you know, getting up and going, right, I'm not I'm not satisfied. I'm still hungry. I'll go and get a little bowl of cereal. and I'd eat it. And then I'd think, oh, I'm not satisfied. Okay, another little bowl. And I just keep going and doing that tickling of my hunger. Actually, that was way more distressing emotionally. It made eating disorder just like, you know, kind of what's that thing where it like rubs its hands together, you know? I felt like it had that kind of that kind of analogy. Of like, mm, yeah, see what's going on here. And for my poor bodies like situation there, it was basically going, why are you giving me? Th- we're hungry. We are hungry. What, why have we got such scarcity? And actually what you're doing in that place is reinforcing a scarcity scarcity symptom. It's like you're going and you're sort of showing your body, okay, yeah, you can have something, but just this, just this, just this one biscuit. And, and, the, and even if you're doing it again and again, because I remember that was a pattern I would get into, I'd be up and down and up and down. And the whole time eating sort of rubbing its hands together, I'm feeling increasingly emotionally overwhelmed by the entire process. And then my body is kind of going, oh, I'm just hungry. Why are you not just giving me lots? I want lots. And actually, I found that although it was maybe more frightening to do in that first step, it was actually way more conducive for my core self and my body in terms of healing and recovery to recognize, right, I'm hungry and to go and actually get another big portion of dinner to go and to put a pizza in the oven and be like, right, that dinner hasn't touched it, you know, to go and get the packs of biscuits and to sit down and to just graze my way through them. Like it was harder in that first step, but it was infinitely more empowering for my core self. And it also sent a message to my body of food is abundantly available. Look, at this is the evidence. And that physiologically was incredibly calming. Like, don't get me wrong, eating disorder hated it. But, you know, that's why we're here. We're here to talk about recovery. Your eating disorder is not going to be on board with that. But the fact was my body and my core self was so much more empowered and aligned by the fact that I hadn't tickled hunger. I had truly honored the fact that my body was still hungry. Yeah, for sure. I definitely recognized that I felt a whole lot more peace in my more authentic actions rather than when I was trying to do that, do that game of pleasing both where, mm. yes, I was um, pleasing my my kind of healthy self by getting something at all but also in doing so pissing off the eating disorder and then coming back round doing that thing where my healthy self was still desperately desperately hungry but I felt that lack of permission because I was I was still doing this fiddling game so I think really locating what the true and um, most radical recovery action here is just so essential so when you are finishing off your plate really seeing this as not the end of your meal but just the end of maybe that that first part of it and then thinking okay 
how do I tune in to what the next best recovery step is and whether mm. that's like more of the same thing, whether that looks like more of something entirely different, really try and check in. And if you can't deduce what that thing is exactly or specifically, it doesn't matter. You don't have to go for the uh, exactly perfect thing. The answer is to eat more. And the smart thing, if you can't locate what that what that is exactly, is to do what challenges you most. So really just delving into that idea of the only wrong thing to do here is to do something which pleases the eating disorder. So whatever it looks like to to do opposite actions here, try your best to really, really engage in that. Yeah, definitely. And this is actually where a little tip I'd add is I found it quite useful at times like this where you've recognized hunger and there's that civil war going on between your core self and eating disorder. I found it really helpful to have a couple and I mean two, maybe three go to things that were always abundantly in the house that were challenging the eating so the eating sort of did not approve of and that were quick and easy so my ones that frequently were there was toast with lots of spread big bowl of granola and cake you know these were the things that often and what I mean by it as a go-to food is that if I was in that place where I recognized right you know I've eaten this thing I'm hungrier now or I recognize I'm not satisfied I need to go and get more and then there's that place of that eating disorder suggestions and your core self and you go into the and you think oh I just I can't connect with what I want and maybe that's because there's just nothing on the savannah it's just a it's just a desert in terms of what your body is presenting to you or the alternative of there's just 50 million things being flung at you in your direction and it's like I don't know what to do having some go-tos was really helpful and I'd use them as catalysts for further recovery action so I'd be like right I I don't know um, right I'm just going to grab big bowl full of granola sit down eat it and by taking that action you're sending that message to your eating disorder that you are doing the opposite you're sending a message to your core self that you're listening and you're sending a message to your body that food is available and that you're listening to that hunger and what can happen there is one your body says oh actually granola is really good yeah thank you i'd like that please until i'm fully satisfied as much as that is unconditional permission or you're eating it and suddenly there's something that comes on maybe on the periphery of your mind maybe just floating in the distance maybe really obviously that you suddenly think oh there's that lasagna that's left over in the fridge and that's where you then use it as a catalyst and so you get up and you stick that lasagna in the microwave you come back you finish that bowl of granola and in that place the go-to food has been a catalyst for further recovery action yeah absolutely and it stops that delay where a lot of the excuses could come up and it be that little bit of a gap where the the validity settles in of of all of the fantastic sounding reasons why you should listen to your eating disorder mm. uh, which are of course nonsense but in the moment they they seem a lot more true so to to kind of wrap this up uh, i would say we have to remember that this question is applicable to both mental hunger and physical hunger mm-hmm. that turning up after a meal and also just really going back to that idea of trust trust of what your body in its core is communicating to you and it being on your side yeah definitely i second both of those and i would add in that this is also for anyone at any stage of the recovery journey anyone anybody any stage really important that you hear that anyone who's listening and is hearing all of this but then having maybe whispers or maybe very direct thoughts of oh but no not not me or not now or not at this stage or or maybe if I'd been done it when I was xyz or when I was there or whatever it is no this is for anyone anybody any stage of recovery 
Oh, that's such an important reminder. Yep, definitely. So I think that just about wraps it up. And I think um, we've got through this without interruption from from. <laughs> She's gone to sleep. It's miraculous. Anyone who'd listened to our, uh, when we first started this, before we hit play on record, Roka was digging in the garden and she ran into a door and started screaming. And then she was getting her Kong stuck in her cage and it was all rattling. So actually, we've clearly been had a very calming effect on her because she's now fast asleep in her bed. <laughs> wow. And uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Roka is my new puppy, in case that hasn't, <laughs> just to add context there. <laughs> Yeah, I think a successful, successful episode all round. We hope yes. that you found it um, helpful and we look forward to recording again next week. Yeah, thank you and have a wonderful week wherever you are. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.